Welcome to the Let's Talk About Care podcast. From carehome.co.uk and homecare.co.uk, the leading reviews websites for care homes and home care. Hello, my name is Sue Lerner. Welcome to episode 25 of the Let's Talk About Care podcast. In this episode, I talk to Amanda Woodvine, Chief Executive of Vegetarian for Life. This is a charity aimed at improving the quality of life of older vegetarians and vegans. We talk about the valuable work they do with care homes, on the importance of respecting someone's beliefs, and the devastating consequences it can have when they don't. The Let's Talk About Care podcast. So, um, hi Amanda, thank you very much for coming on our podcast, Let's Talk About Care. Um, could you first sort of, te- sort of tell us a bit about what um, Vegetarian for Life is and what it does? Certainly. So we're a UK charity and we work on behalf of older vegetarians and vegans and also the care caterer. So in that sense, we offer quite a broad range of services. Uh, Firstly, we offer something called a UK list, and that's basically an online directory of care homes. And they've all pledged to cater well and ethically for older vegans and vegetarians. And we've got around one in six of all UK care homes that are a member at the current time, which we're pretty pleased with. Uh, We offer care caterer training, which can be both uh, in-house at care homes or online, which we're delivering, obviously, increasingly uh, over the past couple of years. And we produce a range of publications. So recent examples of those are a guide on food fortification for vegans and care catering for older vegetarians and vegans. And we can help with menu planning. So we've got a lot of sample uh, pre-made vegetarian and vegan menus. That's great. And um, how many sort of so you have a list, don't you, of care homes that provide vegetarian and vegan food so how many are on your list at the moment then uh around the 1500 mark uh obviously we've seen a lot of care home closures in recent months so that does affect numbers but we get new members joining all the time too so it's always a bit of a, a flux Mm-mm. and um obviously v- veganism has become a growing sort of a trend over recent years isn't it all the plant-based mm. food even mcdonald's now has its mcplant burger which i had one on the weekend actually <laughs> quite nice yeah have you tried one yet uh, no, so it's good to have the endorsement it's nice it's nice i was quite impressed actually um but um yeah how many i mean do you know the do you know the breakdown roughly obviously it's always it'd be very rough but have how many care home residents um are vegetarian and vegan we do so we conduct our own survey every five years uh so we commission this and we get a representative sample of a thousand uk care homes so the most recent data on that is that around one in every four care homes has at least one or more vegetarian or vegan residents at the present time so although the total number isn't that big it's about seven thousand we can already see that around one in four care homes has a veggie or a vegan and it's a number that's rising what struck us in particular in the last survey was the number of vegans living in residential care because that had gone up 167 percent in the in the five-year period which I thought was actually quite interesting yeah that's a lot isn't it that's a big rise yeah I mean it's funny I guess because yeah 
how much do you think then is because obviously some can be sort of all the different cultures we've had coming into Britain so I guess with Hindu you know more sort of in London Hinduism etc um and then how much is kind of just younger people then embracing it and then obviously becoming older I mean do you yeah I saw some interesting uh, research on this. So one of the British Social Attitudes Survey, I think it was somewhere around 2014, but looked at specifically at attitudes towards meat reduction in the British population. And they found that older adults were actually embracing it. And I think it was twice. So people in the 65 to 79 year bracket were twice as likely than the 18 to 24s to describe themselves in some way a meat reducer now. Uh, the reasons for that group seem to be health reasons, and I think a lot of people uh, seem to have some degree of midlife health scare, perhaps, and start reflecting on their diet and making changes. So maybe that's part of it, but also uh, some of the reasons were the cost of meat and perhaps not being able to afford as much now, or concerns about the environment and animal welfare. So although it's very much seen as, I think, a younger person's issue, it the statistics do suggest that uh, older generations are embracing it too. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I, <clears throat> I can see that um, older people are becoming more aware of the health benefits because there's been a lot more in the media, hasn't there, about that with sort of to eat less meat is more important for your health. So, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So in the VFL, um, they released a report recently, um, <clears throat> which was quite... Um, yeah, it's quite upsetting, I thought, um, revealing that some care homes um, <clears throat> ignore or don't understand what a vegan diet is. So this leads to residents' dementia being given meals um, sometimes containing fish or, or they just don't even acknowledge the fact that that person doesn't want to eat meat at all because they think, oh, they've got dementia, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Um, I mean, what was your reaction to these findings? Probably you were well aware of it anyway, but... <laughs> Well, <laughs> so the report that you mentioned, uh, so along with the Vegan Society, VFL is part of the all-party parliamentary group on vegetarianism and veganism. So we specifically commissioned an inquiry into uh, respect for religious and philosophical beliefs while eating in care. And obviously we've seen very much through VFL's work over the past decade, loads and loads of really good examples of people catering well, but obviously the charity exists for a reason. Um, and it's those case studies that we hear about, especially people living with dementia that have very much forgotten their identity and are now living in care and going, you know, eating meat and fish, which they may well not have done for many decades. So, yeah, it, it is absolutely shocking. That's very much the reason why we exist as a charity. And um, do you have any sort of anecdotes? Do you, um, anything you could tell us about residents who've been treated in this way? Absolutely. So the first one, so I'll obviously come back to the inquiry itself, but the first one I was ever made aware of was a lovely, really articulate woman called Serena Coles. And I saw footage from the 1970s. Uh, it's a BBC Two documentary and she was speaking so passionately and articulately about why she was a vegan. This is 1972 and she became vegan during the war. So, mm. you know, hats off to her. Uh, People lost contact with Serena, but eventually traced her down to a care home where she was living with dementia and she now, she was basically eating meat and fish again. 
one of her former friends went into the care home and that friend was wearing a vegan society lapel badge and Serena pointed at the badge, vegan. I'm a vegan and that's new. So I just think it's very easy to lose track of your identity in that sort of a setting, especially if you're the only vegan there. More recently, again, the evidence that was given to us for the inquiry report, uh, there was a resident who was 85 and she needed full care. She was nonverbal. She couldn't move her limbs without assistance. And every day she was receiving the same three meals, which was a porridge for her breakfast, but something with minced meat in it for the other two meals. And it was all sort of mashed up, mixed together. And they weren't sure why she was refusing the food. So it's, you know, it, and then looking back at her care plan, she was actually a vegetarian. So the care worker who had gone over her care plan and alerted her manager about this was told she needs it for nutrition. So you have to keep doing what you're doing. So for, I'd like to think this isn't ever been done intentionally, but I think there is still quite a lot of training to be done about the importance of beliefs and how you can actually meet someone's nutritional needs without meat and dairy. Well, it must be, <clears throat> I would have thought it'd be incredibly upsetting as well for families when they, if they find out that they're, you know, their loved ones are being given meat when all along they'd been vegetarian all their life or vegan all their life. Absolutely. And of course, when that resident has a lucid moment as well and realises what's happened, you might be really upset about something that you managed to, you know, you felt so strongly about this belief and that's a way that's affected all of your menu choices for many decades. You've sort of set yourself apart from the people. It's like, oh no, I definitely want this. Why are you only eating chips and salad, Amanda? Well, it's the only vegan option they've got. Mm. And you're looking at all the labels. Yeah, so to have that taken away from you is it's really upsetting. Mm, I agree. So what would you like to see care homes doing? Obviously you're, um, you do, you have chefs, don't you, that go into the homes? We do. We also, so specifically around memory care, so we have something called a memory care pledge and uh, people can view that if you go to vegetarianforlife.org.uk and it's slash pages slash pledge or if you can't find it, please give us a call. That's absolutely fine. Uh, so we suggest five fundamentals that would really help avoid situations like this happening. The fifth one is the easiest one, I think, to follow because it's the bottom line that if your resident appears to be experiencing issues with capacity or cognition or they accidentally choose a meat-based dish, and perhaps Sue, I can talk about how easy that is to happen, uh, Vegans would have this shorthand. I might say I'm having sausage and chips for dinner tonight. I definitely mean the vegan version, but we don't say the vegan all the time. We just don't. Uh, so you can see how easy it might be to accidentally choose a meat-based dish. If you think, well, my carer knows I'm vegan. Do I have to say, oh, my, my option tonight, I want the sausage and chips, but it's the vegan one. And I just assumed you knew. Mm -hmm. um, so in those situations, Instead, can you offer the resident an alternative that upholds their philosophical beliefs? So the easiest way to do that that we can think of is providing something that uses alternative to meat or dairy. Um, and of course, providing alternative fortification if that's what's needed. Because it is so easy to get hold of alternatives to various different forms of meat and certainly all types of dairy and even meringues and things in this day and age. Well, it really is now. I mean. It's funny, I went to, um, about 10 years ago, <laughs> my partner's family, all Australians, so we went over to Australia, and 
and the, his mum went oh, I don't know what to what food to give you because <laughs> I'm vegetarian Aww. I'm not even vegan <laughs> and uh, and then they got these strange kind of vegetarian sausages which actually tasted horrible <laughs> like, and I always say it was a yeah I, I don't know I've, I think um, Australia at the time was a lot more behind maybe it was more than 10 years no it was about 10 years ago uh, yeah and I, I was just thinking what like you know I don't know it's UK seem more advanced on that kind of thing but suddenly in the last few years you go into the supermarket and there's you know a whole aisles now aren't there for and there's actually a bit of a cube and sort of if you're not used to seeing people in the same like limited space free from aisles like who are you where have you suddenly come from mm-hmm. where did I have to queue here <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I know so um can it be so say a person with dementia suddenly starts eating meat because they're given it by the care home is would that be harmful to them then do you know to their health it's a hard one to say absolutely for sure and the reason I say this is because your number of people that you can actually study is quite limited you'd have to be almost force feeding a a vegetarian or a vegan meat to to find out Uh, I am aware of a Californian study that was as long ago as 1926 and it did show that vegetarian people's uh, blood pressure was raised 10% by feeding them meat and that happened only in two weeks Uh, so we can only really speculate it's a hard one to investigate but we don't know for sure so why should we take that risk Mm. you would think that your body because it wouldn't be adapted would it if you've got years decades of of not eating meat and then suddenly you start eating something like red meat that's quite an adjustment then isn't it absolutely your whole digestive system who knows we do hear about people you know who's to say as well with dairy whether that person might have become lactose intolerant because they've not needed lactose to digest the milk all of those decades then I remember a couple of years ago um there was an activities coordinator I think it was at a Barchester care home and she had done a whole vegan day um oh, in a yes. care home um is that something that you know do you do you hold anything like that for care homes? I mean, it was it was brilliant. She sent in all these photos, and uh, and yeah, and the residents loved it. And uh, it was squash pies, roast squash pies, and everything. It, it was brilliant. amazing. I went to the second one. Mm. All right, <laughs> okay. Person, yeah, we took our own footage. We're absolutely seeing more and more um, pop up things like this. Uh, we actually were able to run a competition last month because it was Veganuary uh and actually choose between winners so people that had entered for the chance to win a a vegan cookbook so uh one care home had challenged all of its chefs to provide their best vegan meal so to compete with each other which is really really heartening to see uh another one dined with a vegan resident and provided a a lovely three-course vegan meal so I think more and more we're seeing care homes and wholesalers offering a really interesting variety of vegan and vegetarian food Uh, I think now is the time and speaking as someone that's been vegan for 19 years now I can absolutely see how things have changed yeah yeah completely so do you um so you're seeing care homes put on these days are you seeing across the board like a rise in the number offering vegetarian and vegan food I mean over the past few years are you seeing a big improvement or is it just kind of gradual 
I'd say it's been noticeable. The, the area I've certainly noticed it most is with the wholesalers because I heard sort of even five years ago when someone had a vegan resident, it wouldn't be uncommon that they would do their family shop, buy the vegan items from the supermarket because they couldn't get them from a wholesaler uh, and have to claim that back. But now very much the wholesalers, I think, are with it and that is changing everything for the better. And for the last few years, uh, because Vegetarian for Life runs an annual award for excellence in vegetarian and vegan care catering, it, you know, we've been sport for choice, choosing between the wholesalers, which is absolutely fantastic. Mm-mm. And um and do you and how about the range of different food being offered? Because I know I remember when uh, I was young younger, um I used to go and visit my um grandpa on the Isle of Wight and uh, and he'd take me to a pub to eat and he'd go, I was vegetarian, and he said, um, oh, what you're gonna have lasagna again? And uh, <laughs> I'd be like yep looks like it it's the kind of the one option on the menu <laughs> you know so I was just wondering yeah have you noticed cams because obviously some you know may do that token one dish are you seeing yeah. a kind of an improvement in that area and them offering more kind of a variety and more options I would say we are slowly getting there. I think certainly Veganuary has made a difference to high street restaurants and the like. Um, And I think the difference there is that you walk past a restaurant, you can see its menu online, whereas in a care environment, it's perhaps more concealed and care homes can be shy about putting their menus online for any reason. Uh, Certainly the care homes that want to work with us are absolutely seeking to improve their range, but also we're in the climate of how adventurous their residents are in the first place. (laughs) So lots of different factors here. Um, We did release a, a new guide last month just to mark Veganuary and it's called Veganizing Classic Dishes and I think that's a good one because it's got 14 classic traditional dishes that you might make anyway but it shows how to swap some of the ingredients out so that all residents can have something that's actually quite similar just with a few simple tweaks so I think we've got a long way to go but that's quite interesting because I guess then you're not making them feel that little bit different they're having a different dish they're having a similar dish then but just with the things swapped in and out you're saying absolutely and you can see how if you have a resident with dementia that's eating around everybody else if they've got the same looking dish as everyone else you're less likely then to have that resident picking at other residents plates or feeling a bit left out certainly heard of care homes that have had things like a barbecue and the vegan residents been given a potato salad so you can only imagine what mm. that feels like is if you've forgotten your beliefs anyway why am I having this potato salad and they've all got that yeah yeah completely so absolutely trying to make things look similar for people mm-hmm. and um so people then they come to your site you've got these list of care homes which yeah. um offer vegetarian vegan food was there to be on the list what kind of standards do they have to abide by then uh, so they're pledging to cater well and ethically for vegetarians and vegans with a basic listing and that's completely free of charge so you'll see a declaration to uh, sign when you choose that option we have a stricter criteria for our premium accredited members and also for those that have made a memory care pledge 
So we would ask that our premium members can provide three vegetarian options at all times on their menu. And two of those three can be made vegan if they're not vegan already. And we also ask for sight of a four week menu cycle, which again, it, it, it's win-win. So as a marketing opportunity, you get to show off what you can do so well for your vegetarians and vegans. And uh, certainly one care home that's been a member said that of all the publicity that they've done, promoting what they can do for vegans has had the most traction. So they get more social media engagement by talking about what they can do for vegetarians and vegans. Mm. Yeah, well, that's the thing. For people like who have been vegetarian or vegan all their life, when they're looking for a care home, that's a really important element, isn't it, that you're going to look for? For many people, it's your absolutely most important belief. Uh, your pleasures as you get uh, older and institutionalised might become fewer and food will very much be a large part of your day and a highlight of your day. So absolutely, it's an important choice. Uh, I think we have to consider as well, there are around a third of a million older vegetarians and vegans at the present time. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the number of fully vegetarian care homes in the whole of the UK. I don't know if you know this, Sue. You might want to take a guess if you don't. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. No, I don't know. I don't know. There are two. Oh, uh, really? So I don't think they quite have the beds <laughs> to, to, match, to match the number. So I think the reality for most vegetarians and vegans is that you're probably not going to relocate. Uh, specifically, the homes tend to be in Harrow and offering Gujarati food. Oh, so, I have heard of that one. Yes, that's right. Yeah. They've got a temple so, there as well, haven't they? Absolutely. So again, perfect solution for some people, but it's not going to fit everybody, especially, you know, the numbers just can't add up unless it's a third of a million bed care home. It's, it's not going to be the solution. So the reality for most vegetarians and vegans is you're probably going to be in a care home with mixed catering. And these are very much the issues that we need to manage. And those care homes that can demonstrate they're doing a good job and really committed to it are going to be the ones that uh, get the occupancy. So you get you get people coming to your site um, actively looking for a care home that offers vegetarian or vegan food then? Absolutely. And they can search for they can search menus. They can search uh, for those that have also made a memory care pledge. So if you can offer a premium membership, show your, mem your menus online and have made the memory care pledge, I think you're winning in, in, a, in a marketing sense. Mm. So Emma, um, do you, so care homes come to you, do they, or do you actively go to care homes asking them, or how do you promote yourself then? Uh, so firstly, if anyone search for vegetarian care homes or vegan care homes, we are the top, naturally we are the top um, organic site that will come up apart from paid advertising, uh, so people find us that way. When uh, care homes have been awarded uh, a really good inspection status that's something we'd reach out and congratulate or when care homes have won awards again we reach out and say do you want to actually consider going this step forward and becoming a member of our UK list uh, so it happens both ways really and um, so people who are like and they're, they're thinking of you know they're looking for a care home and uh, what what do you advise them to do to ensure they're still given you know they might be or might be their families you know they're kind of 
they've got slight dementia and they're on that kind of, you know, it's going to worsen. Do, what do you advise their families and them to do to ensure they're still going to be given their preferred diet throughout their life at the care home? I think, so firstly, if you can find one that is committed already, so it's uh, to catering well and ethically for vegetarians and vegans, that's an easy, you know, pushing at an open door then. Uh, so again, looking to see if that care home is listed on the Vegetarian for Life website. We have guides such as something called a self-advocacy pack, and that's a guide to protecting your vegan or uh, vegetarian values and beliefs in care that's actually hosted on our sister website that's for individual vegans and vegetarians that's vforlife.org.uk in contrast with the one for care caterers which is vegetarianforlife.org.uk which I say just in case people are sort of searching for this and thinking I can't find it uh, so that actually just arms you with knowledge of all the things that might go wrong and uh, gives even a sample letter to send to someone that's caring for you in the future, gives a, a sample wording for an advanced statement. So along the lines of, if I ever accidentally choose a meat dish, I'd instead like you to, prefer, uh, to provide me with something using meat or dairy alternatives and fortification. So it's thinking all these things through in advance, which most people unfortunately don't want to do. And I know this because I used to work in wills and probate law and people you know when you're marketing your services encouraging people to make a will they don't want to make eye contact because they think as soon as they sign on the line that's it that's their life written off <laughs> uh, so engaging with people on these issues is difficult mm -hmm. well no uh, one likes talking that's it they say no. that planning people's planning for later life in terms of care is just it's so low isn't it so oh, absolutely but I think just that having Doing your research gives you that bit of confidence. So we explain in the self-advocacy guide that I mentioned that there are regulations there to protect your vegan or vegetarian rights. There's the Equality Act and the Human Rights Act there. Uh, so again, take that in. If your care home isn't a member of the UK list, by all means, encourage them to join, say that it would be reassuring if they did join and a basic membership is free. Um, and of course, we're absolutely happy to support uh, the new resident and the care home. So we do offer a lot of training and we're absolutely happy to support in any way. Great. And um, in terms of this year now, when um, the future for um, Vegetarian for Life, what, what do you think you'll be working on this year to um, further improve the lives of older vegetarians and vegans? So... As mentioned, last month was the release of the Veganising Classic Dishes, which even covers Sunday dinner. So that's a good one to look at. And that's uh, freshly gone out to all of the members of our UK list in the post. We're currently working behind the scenes on a new vegan-friendly IDSI guide, which will be a big help to anyone that prepares texture-modified dishes for vegans and vegetarians. And of course, outside of the work that we do with care homes, we do offer services that directly benefit older vegans and vegetarians vegetarians which any residents are welcome to join in as well uh, so for example we've got a vegetarian and vegan pen and phone pal scheme so we connect people that perhaps still uh, like writing letters and exchanging ideas with other older vegetarians and vegans anywhere throughout the UK and we have a virtual vegan lunch club uh, which takes place via zoom and that's on the fourth Tuesday of every month and again as I did mention so the website for 
individuals is the vforlife.org.uk one rather than the care caterers one which is vegetarianforlife.org.uk so individual services like the pen power scheme or the virtual lunch club are all on this v for life website ah, so the virtual lunch club was that set up um over the pandemic during then it was <laughs> yeah to kind of... it was new ways to try and connect people um, and that's been thriving as well we originally held the club in manchester but like everything yes cancelled <laughs> yeah. but we thought of a new way of doing it and uh, yeah with good results so far over the pandemic how did how did that affect the way you ran your charity then the first hurdle very much was that we've got a team of roving chefs and they are in Glasgow, Birmingham, Manchester and London. And they'd been very much used to going out into the community and cooking. Mm. Obviously, the job title roving chef is <laughs> like, what do you do with your roving chefs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so thankfully, uh, they were able to adapt really quickly and turn their home kitchens into little TV studios. Uh, so learning to present and to give cookery demonstrations online rather than in person. And that's actually become a really successful and popular format of delivering things. Well, they could probably do more then, can they, that way then? Because the travel time, they don't have to worry about that anymore. Absolutely. What strikes me the most is people are so generous to donate and perhaps even more so when they're having an online service than if they actually got to taste the delicious food. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Also, there is still the cost of the food, but yeah, <laughs> I think mm. our chefs are able to eat it themselves for their dinner or what have you rather than oh. a group of people eating it. <laughs> that's great. Well, thank you very much, Amanda, for joining us on our podcast. That's really interesting. Yeah. And it's interesting to kind of know that care homes are you know they're, they're sort of doing their best I guess a lot of them to um improve and you know and help vegetarians and vegans live the life they want to live absolutely pleasure to be here so that's to be great here. thank you Amanda the let's talk about care podcast it was so interesting talking to Amanda about the work her charity is doing to improve life for older vegetarians and vegans living in care homes. Slowly but surely they are spreading the message that rights must be respected so even those with dementia can still live by the same belief system they had pre-dementia. I hope you enjoyed listening. Bye for now. From carehome.co.uk and homecare.co.uk, the leading reviews websites for care homes and home care.